0: is Wednesday, May 29th, 2019, and it's my birthday. Yes, I um, came home in time to celebrate my birthday, and I say I came home because I've been in Knoxville, Tennessee for the last month. If you remember the last episode of Arch Radio, which was, I think, back in April, if I just look really fast, um, it was... uh, April 17th. Wow, that's more than a month. That's like six weeks. Um, I told you then that my mother was pretty sick and that the doctors told us that she only had weeks to live. Well, she's had a big turnaround, kind of like Big Fatty's mother. Um, Big Fatty mentioned it a couple times. It's eerily um, interesting how both our mothers are kind of going through the same thing. Although my mother didn't fall and break anything. I hope Big Fatty's mom continues to do well, but my mother, um, interestingly, has uh, made a huge turnaround in her health. When I um, went to Tennessee on April 28th, she had just gotten released from the hospital, and she needed help doing everything from um, getting up out of her chair to going to the restroom to um, eating her meals. She needed all kinds of help. Well... Over this month time, they've had um, hospice come in and they have a nurse who comes twice a week to take her vitals and check on her heart and all these different things. And they have um, a lady who comes in, I think CNA, which is Certified Nurses Assistant, I think, um, comes in twice a week to help her with um, like taking a bath, taking a shower and um, brushing her teeth and getting all of that. A like your personal care, things um, done, and um, there's also they also have a social worker who comes in and um, talks with mom about you know her social emotional state and how she's feeling about it and everything, and then there's also a, a hospice chaplain that comes in. So there's all these people in and out of her room. It seems like a lot. Um, she is back at her assisted living facility, which she's very glad of. Now, but she's also still on oxygen. When she left the hospital, she was at 10 liters per minute of oxygen, which was relatively high. Um, So they had these two big blue, um, they're called concentrators in her room that were creating the oxygen for her. Well, since that time, a month later, she has moved down to two liters per minute of oxygen, which is amazing. They never thought she would get down that low. Um, and she, we got her a um, portable oxygen machine so that she can go to meals down in the dining room. She can go to do the activities and um, she can go get her hair done and things like that. I mean, she's improved so much that um, I'm just, I don't believe what the doctors um, were predicting, you know, eight weeks ago or six weeks ago, something like that. Um you know, they said they back then they said, well, she only has weeks to live because her heart is so damaged and the valves are so damaged. Well, all of that is still the case in terms of the heart and the valves and the pressure and all that stuff. All of that's still the same. That has not changed. But what has changed is she lost 43 pounds in five weeks, and the majority of that was fluid that was in her body, on her body. Um, she looks amazing in terms of, um, the weight loss because there was, she had a picture done back in January for the, uh, brochure for the assisted living facility. And in that photo, her face is so big. Um, and now it's really thin. I don't know if you saw the picture I posted on, um, Twitter. I think I did one on Instagram and did I put one on Facebook? I'm not sure, but, um, that pictures are out there if you want to see it. On Twitter, I notice. Anyway, my mother looks really good compared to what she was before. So, also in that month, she has learned to take care of everything herself. She's brushing her teeth herself. She's getting dressed herself. She's getting her clothes out of the closet herself. Um, they still come in and give her a shower because she can't do that. But she goes to the bathroom completely on herself now, by herself now. Um, she walks down to the dining room to take all of her meals down there with her portable oxygen. I've taken her to a couple different music activities um, at the facility. And I took her to get her hair done. Three, three, you no, know, one time the lady came to her. The first time the lady came to her and did her hair. And then the second time I took her out. And the third time she had a perm. And that took like three and a half hours. But um, she had her oxygen machine. And we just plugged it in so it would charge the battery as well as provide her oxygen and that worked out great. So, um, you know, I, I just don't, I, I don't know what to say because she is doing so well. And that's why I decided to leave Tennessee this week. Uh, Monday, I came home Monday, um, because you know, where she's to the point where she doesn't need me anymore. I was doing all of these little things for her, like if she needed a cup of water, I would get that. If she needed me to get Her clothes out of the closet I would do that I would make her bed in the morning I would open her blinds and do all these little jobs pretty much all day long because I would get there at about quarter till eight in the morning and I wouldn't leave until like eight o'clock at night and luckily I was staying at my sister's house and she lives a minute I'm serious when I say a minute she lives one minute from the assisted living facility so that was extremely convenient so, anyway, as, as I've been saying, she just doesn't need me anymore. I mean, the last couple of days, I was just sitting in her chair because she was up and moving around the room and doing her own stuff and reading the paper and uh, reading her book. And uh, we were playing uh, this game called Rummy Cube. I don't know if you have heard about that, but we were playing multiple games of that. Um, so I was just like, you know what? I think it's time for me to go home because she just doesn't need me. Now, of course, Sometime in the near future, I can't say when, she is going to pass away. But at this point, I don't know when. And I asked the uh, hospice nurse because he comes in, takes all her vitals, and, you know, listens to her heart and all this stuff. And um, so when he was done one day, I followed him out into the hall and I said, you know, what is the prognosis now? I mean, things have changed so much and she's gotten so much better. And he said, well, because of her getting so much better, we can't make a prediction of when she might pass away. It could be she could have a stroke instantly and be gone, or she could have a slow decline, um, like my father did, because um, he died of congestive heart failure, too, if you remember back in November. Um, So he said, we just can't predict. We don't know what to tell you because she's doing so well. And it's like she's defied all the odds that were against her. It's just... um, amazing. So I'm extremely happy, obviously, that I am home and that I am confident that she is going to be fine for the foreseeable future. Um, I am going to return in June, June 10th through the 13th, I believe it is, because my sister's uh, traveling that week and she wants someone to be around in case anything happens. So um, I, I told her I would go back then so um, that is the update on my mother. I mean, I know it's it's shocking compared to the last podcast where I was in tears and, you know, I was so upset and all that stuff. But now things have changed. I mean, I really don't <laughs> know how to explain it. She just has gotten so much better. So now I um, haven't listened to Big Fatty Show today, but I, I hope that he has a good update um, on his mother. I think she is in the same boat in terms of... Um, continuing to do so well that she is um, out of the woods right now. But I I need to hear an update from Big Fatty to find out for sure. So anyway, that's the um, update on my mother. Now, while I was in Tennessee, um, last week, um, my left eye, I started to get this shadow in my left eye, and I couldn't always see clearly through my eye. And it was like there was this... um, a shadow or like a, blue, a black, dot, a gray dot that, that was showing up on my eye. And I was starting to get worried and stuff. So um, knowing I was coming home, I made an appointment for today on my birthday to go get my eyes checked. And my prescription had not necessarily changed. He said it changed it a little bit for my reading glasses. And he said, you could, you can get new glasses if you want, but there's, if these are working for you, no need to get new glasses. That was that. Well, then he did like some, I don't know how to describe it, but he did a lot of looking in my eyes with these really bright lights and he got up really close and um, I was starting to get worried there. So, um, you know, any actually, anytime I go to the doctor, I get worried and, and upset and nervous for what they're going to tell me. So my blood pressure is really high, so before I went in to see him, they you know they have the people who um, dilate your eyes, like I had my eyes dilated, and um, you know, you have to look through this thing and they do some calculation, whatever. And then the guy was like, um, Let's take your blood pressure now. And I'm like, Oh, that's I don't usually have my blood pressure taken at the eye doctor, um, but he said, Yeah, we, we do blood pressure now, so he took my blood pressure, and it was through the roof. It was like 162 over 110. I was shocked. I tell you, absolutely shocked. Well, he waited and like, he waited like two more minutes and he took it again. And it was like 152 over 98. So it was not going down. And then of course, so now I'm all nervous about how high my blood pressure is. And so he said, well, I'm going to make an appointment for you to go to internal medicine after this doctor's appointment and you have to have your blood pressure checked again. I was like, oh, great. I mean, I already know that I have a high blood pressure. I'm on a low dose of um, medication for it, but um, I didn't expect it to be that high. So that's then why I went into the doctor's thing and he did all this stuff with the eyes. And as I was saying, he did all this um, looking at my left eye for, I don't know, for whatever it is. But at the end of the examination, he determined that I have what is called posterior vitreous detachment. Now, what that means is um, if you look at a a side view of the eyeball, inside the eye is like a sack of fluid. What did he call this? Um, I can't remember what it is, but it's like a jelly type fluid in your eye, and it's, it's Attached to the back of your eye, on I don't know what that thing is called, but um, anyway, the sac that's that's attached to the to the this part in the back of the eye is starting to pull away from its attachment, and um, that's why it's causing this uh, um, shadowy kind of thing in my left eye. And he said mostly this is because of age. Um, some people are, are you know have this and other people don't so like, he said you know over time that sack becomes heavy and it starts to pull away from the back of the eye and he said it's nothing to be concerned about unless your vision changes for example he said if I have a loss of side vision or um, like a dark curtain um, goes over my eye and I can't see he said, if if there's a sudden increase in floaters... I guess in your eye, you have these little floater things. And I have noticed one in my right eye, but I didn't notice anything in my left eye. And the last one is a sudden increase in flashing lights. Well, I haven't uh, had any of those things happen. And those are all indications that um, a more serious thing, the uh, ret- retinal detachment is happening. So... Um, Because that sometimes is a um, consequence of the posterior vitreous detachment. So I have to basically just monitor my vision to make sure I don't have any of those other symptoms occurring, or it's a more serious thing. So after that doctor, I went to my internal uh, or yeah internal medicine doctor. You know my primary care physician. And first they had to take my blood pressure. So I go into this little room and the lady takes my blood pressure and it's like 147 over 97 or something like that. And I was like, "Damn." So she's like, "You know, take three deep breaths and try to try to relax and calm down." She goes, "I know you're nervous about what the doctor's going to tell you and um, just just try to relax well so i waited a couple minutes and she did it again and it was even higher it was 162 over 111 or 110 or something like that and i was just like damn so then she actually i had to see my um, primary care physician um, because they were just concerned about the blood pressure being so high and that it wasn't going down so luckily my doctor had some time and they she took me right into her office and and all this, by the way, all this takes, case, takes, blah, 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 takes place at one facility, the Kaiser facility. I love Kaiser. But anyway, so I talked with my doctor and she takes my blood pressure and it's still high, like 155 over something you know, outrageous. And um, she says, well, we might need to change your medication for your blood pressure because we've got you on a pretty low dose. It's only 7.5 milligrams, a tiny amount of, uh, it's called lisinopril. So she um, raised it to 10 milligrams, which is still a low dose. Um, And she says that we may need to change this again. But um, she wants me, because I hadn't done my physical yet, and today's my birthday, turned 55. So it's like every year you're supposed to have a physical. So um, she was luckily had some time free on Friday for me to get a physical. That means that tomorrow I have to do blood work, which means tonight's dinner is going to have to be either early or not at all because... Um, I need to fast for twelve hours. I want to take the blood, get the blood work done early in the morning, because I have a hair appointment to get my hair cut at ten thirty in the morning. So I have to. So the facility that I go to is in Virginia, even though I live in DC. So I have to drive into Virginia, go to the go to the uh, facility, get the blood drawn, and then come back to DC. And coming back into the city in the morning is like crazy traffic. So I really want to go as early as possible so I can get back before the traffic. So there's that. Um, so that will be interesting over the next three days. And she also told me to um, take another 2.5 milligrams when I got home from the doctor, which I did. So there's that going on. Um, what else is going on? Oh Well, today's my birthday. We're going to go to my favorite um, restaurant for dinner called to Amy's, which is a pizza place, Now, which is funny because my doctor said, because I told her, I said, today's my birthday, and then we're going to go out to dinner. And she goes, oh, try to avoid salt because that will raise your blood pressure. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to a pizza place. So, of course, lots of cheese, and cheese has lots of salt. So it's, I'm like, you know, very counter to it in whatever, you know, against what I'm supposed to be doing. But you know what? I don't care tonight. It's my birthday, and I'm going to enjoy my pizza. And I've got lots of birthday wishes on, uh, well, a few on Twitter and a lot on Facebook. So thank you all for those um, birthday wishes. I'm the big 5-5 today, 55 years old. Scotty, uh, little Aussie Battler, also, uh, sent me a message last night um, from the future uh, wishing me happy birthday. Because <laughs> he was already, you know, in uh, May 29th when uh, he sent the message. So I thought that was cute. So thank you, Scotty. So that's where we are. That's what's going on. That's what's happening. Um, what else is going on? Well, of course, Trump is still an asshole. Um, I haven't actually been paying attention to the news. My, uh, mother has a, um, when I was in Tennessee, she has a, a lineup of stuff that she watches on TV. So I didn't want to alter that. And I just watched what she watched. But, um, like in the evening or after the the national news she watches Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy and she's I didn't realize what, what was going on with this guy who was winning all this money on Jeopardy until I started watching it with her and um, at the time that we started watching it back at being of May he had only had a couple of days of winnings and now he's like at the 28th day or 29th day or something like that and he's over two million <coughs> excuse me he's over two million dollars Which is amazing, but the guy comes off as kind of a jerk, kind of a douchebag, and I absolutely cannot stand his underbite. He should, he needs to get that fixed. Like he needs to get that jaw pulled back so those teeth are under his front teeth, or his top teeth. But uh, that's you know neither here nor there. But he is smart as shit. He's got a lot of general knowledge floating around in his head. So um, yeah, so I'm going to continue to watch Jeopardy, and see how he does. All right. I think that's all I have. I can't, can't remember. I did not make a list of what I was going to talk about today. Um, but I'll have more next week. So um, that's all for today. Thank you all for being so concerned about my mother. I appreciate it. Until next time, bye.